When long ago, the fabled folk of western Hrelmar, Feldrin Rose, there lay vast swaths untouched by Ibissas, Horgerons, filthy hands. There was in Easterland dark dank caves of Uren made, and from these caves crawled forth a creature, black, boiling and bloated in its bilge, and Ravin was its name. Gray and smattered with torrents of bursting, boneless limbs, it emerged to the dark Easterlands where the light of Aulen did not yet shine. The colorless ooze poured forth from Ravin then, and with each boneless strike of earth the dim walk rolled to find the brime. The Greylands bubbled and retched with filth and sores until Ravin beheld, far beyond Vengmar, Akma's craft, and made figures in the ooze to match. They dripped and drizzled, and flesh seeped off in heaps. Great suffering was had, and the Zorva heard their moans for miles over the sands. The oozing men poured forth from Easterland until Ravin made one final, tearing gobs of his own briny, bulging body and shaped a queen to lead the oozers. She rose full grayed and crowned already, with sharp shale and black dress adorned, and from her footsteps first black roses came and withered, wilted, and her skin like marble, and blood hunger in amber eyes. What were she, the queen of Ravin's home? One word came to Ravin's mind. Vampire. And she drew up her cape like a witch in the night. Rising forth, he called her Vudica. She was like no other come before. The Zorva feared the stone-carved name of Vudica, who would sow their tear and reap their fields, sucking dry the hard-earned crop the Zorva laid. Akma tried, in those long days, to dissuade her of her course, but already she was too strong, a witch in the eye and a talon in the wind. While already the West was facing tyranny in the Flame Hoarder's ugly name, a nasty Horgeron rendered the demons from the fiery pits of Earth, Vudica was making certain that the Dimwalt would rise and roll over the, all the land of Akma's craft. The Zorva cried out in fear, For she is Vudica Ravenion, and all shall know the terror that lurks beneath the graying lands, for she is not a woman but a vampire, dark and clear. Ravin boiled then below the mounds of shallow Vengmar to the north, and his laughs rumbled through the plain and o'er the sands, until they reached the Zorva king, who called out, War! War! War is to be had. The dynasty of the Zorva, great and strong they were. Bones were made brittle, and the skin was made thin, as the Catralo carved swaths with magic through the oozers. The vampire queen led forth the Grey Men, Ravin's folk, and she marched onward o'er sands. They came upon the river Eulis then, and marked upon the dunes a great curse to end the Zorva, and the Zorva took to tunes of celebration. They thought they had succeeded, and one by one they began to rot. So bitter was the end. Varvex Catralo was entombed deep beneath the sand by Vudica, and only marked 
with that which would always stand. And it read each solemn day, there are secrets only water can tell. And so she rose and was risen, Voodica, who ne'er have any sires of her own, but would leave craters in her path. Voodica sunk then to the caves and rested. The Zorva were no more, and the Raven's folk ruled Vingmar. Her work was done, and so it was that all the Zorva met their end, though tragic sweet and bitter. Voodica pondered to herself, is it better that a people loved and lost than never loved at all? It was said she then became a crafter, a leader, and a spiteful one at that. Ravan, her father, ne'er spoke to her again, and he existed only in myth to the folk he made. But the bulging brine of Dimwalt would burst on airy summer's eve, and Voodica saw that Ravan spoke, and then she said to he, Come forth, foul wretch, come forth from hinterlands, Speak, ye wretch, in wretches ye speak. Why did ye create me so wretched and pleased? Came forth no reply. The Vampire Queen, for that is what they called her, wandered hence across Vengmar and soon beyond into the craggy mountains where the keeper was said to keep. And Voodica scarcely knew what that meant. The winding mountain paths did not dissuade her. She was fierce in her course, and her people wondered ever where she went. Soon she had come upon the mouth of a strange cave. It had fangs like a serpent, and she saw beyond the mouth a long and twisting passage. Utica smiled then in all her coy way. What ho, what a place is this, said she. Is this the home of the keeper, reverent and awesome? came forth no reply, and Voodica squinted. She made quick feet, and pursued the tunnel's length, coming to the bottom where a dark throne sat, a stone bridge across a lava swell. In the throne was a man of dour complexion. He was green in face and slight of arms, and wrapped about his body was a war horn of exceeding simplicity. Are ye the keeper of old? Utica approached, though all her hesitance told her not, and the keeper's head shifted forth. He glared at her with marble eyes. And you are the vampire who ends civilizations and peoples. The very same, said she, Vudica. Then it will please you to know that I am Mora, keeper of the Doomhorn, said the keeper plainly then. Wrapped around your neck is the horn of doom which shall sound at world's end. Already it has made one call, Voodica Ravenion, said Dower Mora. And already I have ended all things but once, said Voodica, smiling. But you are a prophet, yes? What is my fate, O Mora, keeper of the doom horn that shall sound at world's end? My dear Voodica, said he, we share one faith together. Come with me, face tyrannical Ibissa, and let us pour forth shadow upon Varadul. Voodica smiled then, and the plans were set in motion. For many days, Mora, Voodica, both 
crept across the land to the white mountain that lay far north of Feldron's forest. Already the great mountain crawled around its pine rock peak with strange creatures with gray or black flesh and red eyes. These were the dark elves, a stranger's craft. Vudika shivered at the sight of them, and Mora had a wretched look upon his face. The dark elves were naked and carried stone spears and ancient bows, and lurked ever watching the passers-by. Vudika was always ready to strike. They allowed the two to pass into the caves at the base of the White Mountain, Ibissa's secret caves. Vudika, Mora, both crept down the secret cave and into the heart of the White Mountain where they saw before them Ibissa's holy blade, which locks the evil in the earth. And Vudika swiped the thing as though it were nothing. Mora gasped. Let us go now. It is only a matter of swift time that she shall soon find us here. Vudika replied, The faces of goddesses do not frighten me. I am not made of flesh like you, Mora. And soon after, the mountain began to rumble from below the depths. Ungodly howls were heard round the secret caves. Beasts of holy, unkind nature were upon them. The weaver would soon arrive, and she did. Cornering Mora and Vudika, at the entrance of the secret cave, she held aloft a mighty axe and bellowed into earth and air. Who dares to cross my lair? Ah, so tis true. Mora and Ravenion have come to usurp me. Battle was done, and then between the three, Mora summoned forth with a mighty crack of lightning large a thunderous blade that met with Abyss's own while Pradvudika summoned swarms of incessant beasts to bite and gnaw upon the goddess. But Abyssa's power was too great. The birds and beasts summoned to Vudika's side all but washed away in her holy light, for she was holder of the sacred flame. Mora's sword was broken, and Vudika knew then that all was lost. She took to the skies as a raven, so forth, and flew east to Vengmar, Save her people, she thought. Ibissa banished then Mora to shadow, ne'er to escape except by rare good deeds, and she sought then to hunt for Vudika. The vampire queen took up the holy mantle of her people then and said to they, Come forth, my kin, come forth, come forth. The promised land and safety lies to the west, come forth. And the raven's folk then marched their way, led by raven Vudika all the way to the Evergloom, where western darkness lies. There they made Ravan's home, and dubbed it Ravan's home, and settled first with Vudika, who led them as their queen. But Abyss's stride was long and full, and she caught up to her, said she to Vudika. Ye are a tricky one to catch, but no more games for me. I hereby banish thee to shadow, where eternity and dawn will take thine spirit and shred it thin for all to see. And Vudika scarcely brought up a word before she found herself whisked away, and locked in shadow was she with brother Horgeron and where Mora lay for what seemed an eternity.